Thanks to our friends from the circle for that wonderful music. Welcome to Airtime, a basketball podcast from two currently very prophetical basketball fans. My name is Vikram. Hey guys, this is Nishrat. If you guys are new listeners, you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, etc. So Nishrat, just to clarify for the fans, why are we currently very prophetical? I don't really know what that word means, but I know that I'm feeling it. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that we're predicting pretty much the entire NBA playoffs while we haven't seen a single actual game, you know, apart from those scrimmages. Yeah, I don't think the scrims count for too much because uh, none of the players that we want to see are getting a lot of minutes. I think it's more about acclimatizing to competition. Uh, but uh, great that you brought up the bracket. So for our listeners out there who don't know, what we're doing is we have started the airtime bracket. Uh, we want you guys to come play along this bracket with us as well. Compete head to head with your friends, your family, us, everyone who's listening to this podcast. And we are going to be predicting the NBA playoff schedule, bracket style, March Madness style. Anishrit and I have already predicted our seedings for the first eight seedings for the Eastern and the Western Conference, as well as who we think is going to win the matchups for the first round. Today, we're going to be talking about who we think is going to win round two and the conference finals. Again, if you guys want to play along with us, there are details in the show notes. You can just fill out a simple Google form, enter your picks for the brackets, including your picks for the Eastern and Western Conference top eight seeds all the way through till the NBA champions. We're going to assign one point for round one winners, two points for round two winners, and so on and so forth until you get 16 points for picking the correct winner for the NBA playoffs. Total number of points wins one-year supply of NBA TV on us to the winner as well. So come join us, play along with us, and we'll dive right in. So Nishra, just to recap, let's talk about who we had for our eight picks for the first round and who we think won those matchups and how our bracket's set up currently. So for our round two, I'm going to be talking about your bracket currently. So you have Lakers facing off against the Rockets, and you have the Thunder facing off against the Clippers. And for yep. your... And for your Eastern second round, you have the Bucks facing off against the Heat. Ooh, good match. And you have the Celtics facing off against the Raptors. Great match, I think. And uh, just really quickly for me, it almost looks the same. I have the Lakers and the Rockets. Uh, but I have the Nuggets and the Clippers. Because I think the Nuggets are going to pull through against the Thunder. Um, and you don't. And for the Eastern one, I think the the 76ers are going to take it over the Heat. So I have the Bucks and 76ers facing off in round two. And again, I have Celtics and Raptors. So let's dive right in. Let's start predicting who we think are going to win these matchups. Nishit, go first. All right. So uh, for my Western semifinals, I've got the Lakers taking on the Rockets, uh, which I think will be a really fun game because you've got the Rockets who are pretty much small ball taking on, well, I, I wouldn't call it big ball, but a larger <laughs> size Lakers. Uh, you know, you've got, they've got, a, uh, they've got a big center and probably Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. Uh, they normally start Howard though. Uh, they've got, you know, Anthony Davis at a power forward. They've got LeBron James. Uh, in the regular season series, they were tied one and one with the, with the victory uh, for the Rockets coming with the small ball, ball Rockets during that win streak. So they have actually beaten the Lakers when they went small. But I think the Lakers will be able to take it because the difference between the other sort of big teams that the Rockets will face is that the Lakers have got very athletic and very agile big men. Anthony Davis can pretty much guard down to the small forward and probably even the shooting guard. LeBron, as we know, can guard every single position. So the only real big man who's, who's, you know, more like a center is Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. And I think that might actually end up, uh, you know, being good for them. So even though it's going to be a quick game, unless, you know, 
Harden decides to score like 150 points a game or Westbrook decides to do it because they still are an incredibly dangerous backcourt. I think the Lakers should still be able to, uh, to take that. I agree too, man. I had the Lakers and Rockets facing off as well. But uh, given all the advances that Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni have made from a statistical point of view and like uh, just creating this lead mean offensive machine, I still think they have some sort of defensive lapses and that's going to... That's going to really come through when they play someone like Anthony Davis, right? Like, how do you guard Anthony Davis, who can just start bullying someone like a PJ Tucker or or maybe a, a Covington who's on him? So I'm not too sure if Rockets will be able to pull through here. I can totally see them pulling off some games uh, from the Lakers. But overall, my pick for the series is going to be the Lakers as well. Yeah, I mean, the other side, which which goes on to where I think the Lakers might have some trouble is, you know, basically defending that backcourt, right? So the Lakers are without... You know, some good defenders, as we'd already uh, said uh, in the last one, you know, they don't have Avery Bradley. They don't have Rajon Rondo. So they had J.R. Smith, though. Yeah, the best (laughs) defensive player of all time. (laughs) He probably just like follows. He he may not even make it all the way back to defend. He'll just stay at the front court and wait for his three. (laughs) But I think so. I think they're definitely going to have trouble uh, with Harden and Westbrook. But it doesn't really matter which defenders you put in front of them. You are going to have trouble. But like like you said, right, I, I don't see how the Rockets guard somebody like an Anthony Davis or a LeBron. They just don't have the size. And it's not like they can, you know, do the regular small uh, player antic of trying to, like, steal the ball because Anthony Davis can also dribble pretty well. So, yeah, definitely be a tough time and Lakers should be able to take that. All right. So, we have the same pick. Now comes the second series where we already have a different pick going. So, you have Thunders going against the Clippers. Yeah, and, you know, I feel good about the Thunder. I saw, you know, we know that the current games that they're having the scrimmages don't matter so much but the Thunder do look pretty good uh Chris Paul I was worried that you know I mean the break helps him but I was worried that he might be a little rusty after not playing for so long but he's he still looks great the entire team looks good Andre Robertson has apparently come back after some two and a half years I completely forgotten that he even existed in the NBA yeah. but he's back uh which uh, should be I guess good for them but the problem is the Thunder no matter how well they end up playing they're coming up against a very stacked Clippers team uh, the Clippers, even in the regular season series, won it two games to one. And I think the Thunder will play a tough game and will give the Clippers a lot more trouble than a lot of people are expecting. But the Clippers are just way too talented. They're way too deep. And I think they should still be able to win it. Maybe the Thunder win, you know, one or two games. The one thing I'm worried about, though, is whether, you know, what happens with uh, Lou Williams. I mean, I know he's going to be back. He's got the 10-day, probably a 10-day suspension now. I think they've confirmed it's a 10-day suspension. But first of all, why did he go to a strip club on his time off? I thought it was a family emergency. I don't think they specified what Lou Williams' reason was. I, I know they said that for Harold. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned depth, right? But it seems like they won't have that depth, at least for the first few games. Because if if Lou Williams is to serve this uh, fine, then he might miss out on at least the first two games that the Clippers do play. Um, it's not like they're, they're seedings uh, in a, under any threat. So... By the time we roll into the playoffs, especially by the time we get into this series, then they'll 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 be at full strength anyway. But it's kind of hilarious, man. Lou Williams just doing his own thing, and he's he's releasing statements which are kind of pseudo apologetic. He's all, he's all like, you know, I don't I don't tell the young guys when I'm going out at night because they can't do what I do, which is party all night and play and score like thirty in the morning. So he's he's a little cocky about that. I think the initial reasoning which I found was super hilarious was that. Uh, He's supposed to go undergo quarantine because he had food from an outside source, which essentially meant that he had 
the buffet at the strip club and Which, I mean, that, that's the only reason you go to a strip club right? <laughs> right of course right why not but clearly he was he was out partying uh we saw insta stories and stuff pop out so can't be a good look for the clippers can't be a good look for the nba and the bubble as a whole if you just have a player just like he's like hey i'm just gonna leave do whatever you want when i'm back i'm just gonna go party at a strip club and come back so overall a very a very negative scenario here but I'm, i'm just glad to have him back my clippers need all the help they can get yeah i mean i i think it's at least better than some of the other rumors we, we rumors we heard that some nba players were actually trying to bring women into the bubble at least lou williams had to go out of the bubble that's a that's a charles barkley prediction by the way he thinks that uh, especially by the time the playoffs roll around especially the teams that don't have much of a chance they're going to be trying and uh, sneaking a lot of people into the bubble and just destroy the integrity but that's charles barkley so who knows if that's going to happen or not but i think uh, spouses and like wives girlfriends etc are allowed at a so after a certain point uh, yeah. to come into the bubble yeah they are i think just now the fact that there are 22 teams right and just they they're just being a little more careful because i'm sure they're learning along the way so by the time the playoffs come or at least you know the finals or something like that come they're just going to have such a secure process locked down and stuff so allowing new people to enter the bubble albeit with testing and stuff shouldn't be a problem Okay, so going back to it, uh, regardless of uh, their extracurricular problems, the mm-hmm. Clippers, I'm picking the Clippers over the Thunder. Well, yeah, I mean, not a surprise. I think Lakers-Rockets was a close match there. But I think anyone the Clippers go up against here in the second round, in the semifinals, I think it should be a Clippers game, especially from what we saw in... For, for me, the Clippers are... are uh, I, I predict them to have a deep run because... from what we saw in the pre uh, in the season but before it got locked down and also from what we saw from uh, Kawhi Leonard last year in the playoffs like the the man just turns into a different animal does whatever the team needs him to do whether it's score 40 points or get 15 rebounds boardman gets paid just like Kawhi says so uh, i i i i see them easily get, uh, sailing through here for me it's not the thunder though i predicted the nuggets to get through uh, in that nuggets thunder series regardless doesn't change a thing for me i think the clippers still go through although i'm super curious again just to see um uh, the lena jokic in full flow i think the scrims don't really provide an accurate picture right now what do you think yeah i mean i think what i was super excited about with the nuggets was that large ball lineup they played which just made absolutely no sense they basically yeah. had they had jokic they had bolbol they had uh, just like basically the smallest player on the court in their first scrimmage was 6-8 <laughs> right which i thought was amazing so they took my uh, ideas for the Philadelphia 76ers just completely yeah. plopped it on his head and tried that so i I'm, i'm sure that's not what they're going to do in the playoffs but it still looked pretty fun and bolbol looks absolutely amazing the man can shoot threes he can block everything i hadn't seen him play in a long time but he's definitely done manute bol proud yeah doing his daddy proud man i think uh, bol bol kind of just blew up as a high schooler cuz just of his sheer size for for being a kid in like the 11th 12th grade and uh, he hasn't sort of you can see that the development hasn't stagnated it's it's only been forward movement there so good to see him part of an nba team you know scrims nonetheless but getting some minutes in getting some confidence he had a great game um uh, optically and statistically so i i i'm pretty excited to see him in the nba and just figure out how he fits in with this nuggets team uh but again to my point haven't seen enough of jokic and you know that jamal murray jokic combo from um uh, this the, the nuggets team that actually does super well so i'm really curious to see what they have planned for this lena jokic if it's if it's going to basically be the same player uh albeit with different physical characteristics or are they going to adapt 
or has he has he managed to change enough to to adapt to a different style of play and if we're actually going to see that regardless i don't see them going beyond you don't see them going beyond round 1 i don't see them going beyond round 2 cuz if you come up against the clippers i mean not happening yeah nuggets though still do seem like the one of the teams that could give an upset even with the thunder which is not what i predicted and maybe even with the clippers i see it being a very rare chance that it happens but there's just a lot of unknowns in how they're playing now so i guess we'll have to see uh, i see i see some uh, thinking happening do you want to change your nuggets and thunder pick then i told you i was a prophet i don't change i just right. have other thoughts <laughs> okay that's not very prophetic of you but all right so that's what we have we have uh, lakers going through the lakers versus rocket series for us and uh, we have the clippers going through albeit you say that they're going to be the thunder i say they're going to be the nuggets so that sets up lakers versus clippers in the western conference finals let's jump to the east now nick so we have uh, you have bucks versus heat in your first uh, first matchup and you have celtics and raptors in your second matchup yeah and I think both are going to be great matchups. Uh let's look at the Bucks versus the Heat first. I think this is going to be a really tough series. Might even be the toughest series the Bucks face in the East uh because throughout the entire regular season the Heat have been the one team that have had the Bucks number. Even when the Bucks were posting an insane record winning all those games, the Heat still took the series lead at 2-0. So the Bucks haven't actually beat the Heat yet this season. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the way the the Heat are built up, right? They've got Bam Adebayo who's great against Giannis uh, you know they've got Jimmy Butler also a great defender they've got great three point shooting uh, so in terms of volume in terms of percentage the the heat are the best three point shooting team in the league and the bucks are not the best at defending the three point so just the way the matchups are and the way they are built up uh, i really think the heat have a good chance of beating the bucks and i think it'll be one of the toughest uh, tests that they face but i think you know given what happened last year when we had so many expectations from the bucks I believe that they're going to be a lot more amped up to actually win and go through to the NBA finals. Bledsoe has a lot to prove uh, and obviously him playing well would would give a big butt, uh, boost to the Bucks. And of course, Harry Tukumpo trying to like solidify the fact that he is the current MVP of the league and should be this year as well. So I think the Bucks will be able to pull it out, but I predict this is going to go 7 games. Ooh. Okay, so we have another prophetic uh, game down to the detail game prediction from the stretch 7 games. So Four three for the Bucks here. Amazing. Hey, I believe if you're not challenging yourself, you're not doing much in life. So I think you- we're challenging ourselves enough, brother. We don't need to like add more to it <laughs> by just predicting <laughs> the entire final run without seeing much action, though. But yeah, I respect it, man. So you you have Bucks going through in the seven games. For me, it's a little different. I actually have the Seventy Sixers come up against the Heat. So for me, the semifinal roundup looks like Bucks versus the Sixers and. Uh, the, the Sixers have been one of the few teams that we've actually been able to gleam some knowledge off of based on the scrims that we're seeing just because of the confusion around lineups and who's fit and who's not. But to me, I can totally see a, a starting five with Shake Milton in the point guard position and Bet, uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid playing there. I think Hawford is going to be the sacrifice there who goes on the bench. And uh, from what I see, I, 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 it looks pretty interesting, man. And one thing that... Uh, that I've seen the Sixers do all season is uh, put Matisse Thybul, their, their young rookie and now a, a YouTube sensation because of his vlogs from the bubble. He's a defensive dog, dude. So whenever Sixers do end up playing someone who has that one player who's who's basically a standout player in that team, and it doesn't matter what position that player is, just because of Thybul's unique size, he's actually able to... He's, he's a taller guy, he's a bigger guy, but he's, he's, he's very able... 
and very um, effective when he has to guard someone like a point guard or something like that as well. So for me, the Bucks going up against the 76ers, I can fig- I can totally see Brad Brown trying to figure out a defensive sort of uh, this 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 nullifying process that he would want to put on Giannis, especially if Giannis is starting from the perimeter. I can totally see Tybal on him as well and just trying to double down on uh, uh, on Giannis and trying to stop those open lanes and stuff. Stuff that we saw the Raptors do pretty effectively against the Bucks in the regular season. So it's actually, uh, it's actually, according to me, an equally tough game as well. But just given the, un- the just the, the, the uncertainty around the 76ers team and for them to always fall short whenever there have been expectations on them, I'm not going to bite the bullet on the 76ers this time. I'm still going to give it to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think that w- the 76ers, their first few games have looked pretty good. I think Ben Simmons at the power forward position seems to be working pretty well. I mean, they haven't completely listened to my advice, but at least they've done some change-ups. <laughs> so, um, maybe by the time the playoffs come around, Brett Brown finally sees the light and completely switches it up. And the 76 like, I don't know if I would be depressed if the 76ers, you know, took my advice and then beat the Bucks and, you know, completely went against everything I'm saying and predicting. Or I would, <laughs> would am I still a prophet if I predict that right? Or am I not because I predicted the games right? Wrong. Sure, you, 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 you have a prophecy for all sides of things and then, Inevitably, one of them gets gets picked up, and you validate it as a profit. So I see that working, dude. <laughs> I thought that's how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So we both have the Bucks going through. Uh, what about Celtics and Raptors, dude? I think this is going to be a tough, tough series. Yeah. So we both have the Celtics and Raptors going up on that semifinal, and you're right. It's going to be a really tough series. Both teams are very deep. Both teams. Well, I would say before this year, didn't have a true superstar. Uh, but I think the Celtics, at least the way Tatum was playing before the break, he seems to really have developed and gone to that next, uh, to, to go, go to that next level. Uh, it's great to see that, you know, Kemba Walker is playing. I, he still doesn't look completely healthy, which I am a bit concerned about. But I, I'm going to give it to the Celtics. They, they, you know, they, they lead the season series 2-1. Um, so they, they have won, uh, you know, more games during the season and, I just think they're, 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 the way I've seen them, at least from a look test, they seem to be looking a lot better. And, you know, you don't know if Tatum completely blows up, he has the ability to completely take the game over and get them to that win. But I still think it's going to be a six or seven game series. And I just think both teams are so similar, even in terms of the kind of coaching staff they have. You know, they've got these two young coaches who basically treat the entire team from one to 10 as if they, they can contribute the same amount, right? And it's this community way of playing the game. And they've both got sort of similar philosophy that way. So it's very similar teams and it's a hard decision but i'm going to give it to the celtics again in a six or seven game series interesting dude i think this is uh like you said it's going to be a tough series i like the point about the two coaches they're young guys they're uh they're, they're taking a very holistic approach um it's it's a tough pick for me i think it depends celtics going through specifically depends on a lot of things coming in place uh i know that the scrims haven't been enough uh sort of they haven't played enough minutes for us to, to to take a call on this. And maybe these things do get resolved in the eight-game uh, pre-playoff run that they have for the regular season. But I haven't seen what, obviously, it's it's too early to tell. But uh, Jason Tatum seemed a little off. Uh, he didn't he didn't seem in flow. I think Jalen Brown was actually playing pretty well in the scrims that I saw. And uh, Kemba Walker, like you said, is still looking a little rusty. So that all of that needs to come in place, definitely. Gordon Hayward 
seemed okay. I think uh, he, he started the scrims on the right foot. But all of these pieces need to come in place, specifically Kemba Walker uh, and the ball running and Jason Tatum in the scoring for them to pull through with the Raptors. Because the, with the Raptors, we know they're going to hit the ground running. They work as a unit. They never work off of individual talent. So they don't need one particular person to be shining. They need the entire unit to be cohesive. And uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little torn here, but I'm just going to give it to the Raptors just because... In my mind, it's a safer bet because there are so many moving pieces that need to come together for the Celtics for them to be able to pull through. And for the Raptors, just from what we've seen in the past two seasons, even excluding Kawhi, they work so well as a unit, especially defensively. Nick Nurse has them pat down in terms of uh, strats and what they need to do. And they're very fluid. They always change their uh, defensive positioning and the way they approach a game on a team-by-team basis. So it's not like they follow one particular unit or one particular strategy which the other team can nullify because, but just by studying their uh, their videos. So just for those facts, I'm going to give it to the Raptors even though I would love to give it to the Celtics because I'm a huge fan of what Jason Tatum was doing pre-lockdown and I hope he can replicate it. So I'll actually be happy enough to be proven wrong here. But given my understanding right now, I think it's going to be the Raptors pulling through. So, I mean, I completely see where you're coming from. Uh, that's why it was a tough decision for me as well. Again, the Thank Raptors you, have not, <laughs> the Raptors have not played their starting five. Uh, for, they played them for very few games. I don't think they've played even one game that all the starting five have played together this season. So it'll be interesting to see how much better they can be when everybody is not injured and everybody's playing together. Uh, also, my question to you, Vikram, is in terms of a story, right? Like, what do you think is a better story? Like taking that into account as well. I think the Raptors somehow, I mean, in that sense, the Raptors somehow even reaching the NBA Finals without Kawhi and then facing Kawhi in the NBA Finals against the Clippers. Ooh. Ooh. That would be a freaking interesting story. That'd I don't think, a- I think it's very rare for that, like very hard for that to happen. But yeah. I mean, there are chances. No, I mean, of course, theoretically there are chances, but I don't think it's that probable for them to go through, well, uh, according to my picks, for them to go through the Celtics and then the Bucks and then... F- Finally, the Clippers at the at the peak stage. I mean, that, that then lot needs to happen for that to, uh, for that to come through. But if it does, I mean, think about that story. You, everyone's like, okay, they had Kawhi, that's why they won. And all of a sudden, you see this uh, this Raptors team, which is holding its own in the East and coming through the playoffs, and then finally playing Kawhi, and then possibly beating him. I mean, I'm happy to disregard the entire it, bracket. If they make it that far, then they have to beat them, right? It would be yeah. it would be really depressing if they made it that far and then lost to the Clippers. Yeah. And then, you know, and then in my mind, Nick Nurse is an instant legend. Instant legend. I mean, like he's, sure. he's, he's like the Bill Belichick of basketball then, right? Two back-to-back finals, uh, two back-to-back NBA championships. One with Kawhi scoring like 40 points on average in the finals. And then one without Kawhi where, oh, we don't need that. We just need to play as a team. And, you know, for me, for some reason, the thing that comes to my head is that Kyle Lowry lost his first best friend, his first partner in crime, DeMar DeRozan, who went to San Antonio, won a championship right after that. I'm sure he was a little sad that he couldn't give his friend there a championship ring. And then the year later, he he, he loses Kawhi and then he has to beat him in the finals. I just imagine that kind of movie, movie-ish sort of setting where he's a little sad and he's going to the guy who betrayed him and being like, dude, sorry, you had to do what I had to do. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I mean, it's also just even what the Raptors have done now, even before Kawhi, right? Just like kudos to Nick Nurse and uh, also want to acknowledge like the efforts of the organization, right? Masai Jerry and like the efforts that those guys have done. It's it's completely groundbreaking. It's a new way to do business and go about uh, the philosophy of constructing a team. And 
he happily took on uh, Kawhi Leonard's contract knowing full well that he might leave a year later but now we understand why he was happy to do that because he had full faith in Nick Nurse and the organization and and he got the best possible outcome he got the best possible outcome from it and a big reason why teams were hesitant for that was that all right fine uh, the best possible outcome is an NBA finals championship but then Kawhi goes so a lot of teams didn't bite but he was more than happy to bite and that it's it's showing now because he had full faith in the the team and the coaching staff and stuff like that and and look at them now man so even if they according to me even if they win uh even if they get to like the conference finals it's a huge huge achievement okay so i guess that sets up a conference finals lakers and clippers on the west for both of us and i've got the bucks and celtics in the east while you have the bucks and the raptors yes yes this is the one i've been dreading the most man lakers and clippers in the west yeah i mean that's that's going to be tough the battle for la completely yeah. sort of taken let to me, another level let me just toss my coin <laughs> <laughs> i already tossed like 55 okay um but yeah so still not sure who's going to win yeah. you know that's what profits actually do they just toss a coin yeah but, also uh, mathematically if you've tossed 55 you have to have one favorable outcome there is i just didn't agree with it unless <laughs> unless unless the coin just like stood in the center for one of those i don't oh, know like well yeah because we're living in a cartoon aren't we <laughs> right <laughs> All um, right, so uh, by the bullet, man, you go first on this one: Lakers versus Clippers, Western Conference Finals. All right, I'm I'm going with the Lakers, and again, I think it's really hard to decide in terms of who's played better. Um, even their season series, you know, it's been hard to separate them. The Lakers won the last one right before the break happened. The Clippers are definitely deeper, uh, but the Lakers have just got that insane front court of LeBron and Anthony Davis, who I think, you know, if LeBron's on point, Anthony Davis is probably one of the best players in the NBA, or is one of the best players, if not uh, one of the most underrated, being the best player in the NBA. Um, it's going to be really hard to beat that, that starting lineup. And, you know, just from a story perspective, this may be one of the last times that LeBron can go on and win a championship. Uh, he's played, he's obviously surprised everybody at how long he stayed in the peak, but there are only a few number of years left. And I think from that perspective, I think it'd be great to see LeBron to make another finals. You know, he made eight finals in a row, had a break last year. It'll be great to see him back there now. Yeah, dude, I think uh, LeBron in playoffs is just something different. Uh, we don't get to see him. Uh, but then so is Kawhi. <laughs> so is Kawhi uh, just but if if you look at data I mean we have eight seasons of LeBron doing that we have one season of Kawhi doing that so just uh, regardless of age I think LeBron is just um, a specimen and the way he's taken care of himself the amount of money and effort he's put into his body and uh, just to ensure longevity and now having someone like AD play for you and uh, we saw the difference it made like straight first seed in the in the west um I I don't know if 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 folks have been hearing this podcast since episode 1 I think they'll they'll understand why but I think I'm going to I'm going to give it to the Clippers here very marginally um I think I think it's a little too overpowering come playoff time given the depth that they have that you mentioned plus the fact we we don't talk about this enough on the podcast but they have freaking Paul George dude and that guy is not someone who should be trifled with so and Paul he looked great during the scrims as well He's looked great and he's just he's he's great for any situation right if you need someone if you're not being able to get a bucket and you need someone to iso just throw it to George if you need someone to pick and roll someone like just he's he's so versatile when it comes to that he's actually pretty good defensively as well so just that one uh, all of those elements coming together on both sides of the court someone like a Pat Beverly if you need some relief and you need you still need to maintain your scoring just throw in Lou Williams Montreal Harrell 
um all, all of these guys are so good and uh, i i don't know i feel like that's the the playoffs is where all of this counts and uh the lakers having that those initial setbacks before the bubble sort of restarted with avery badly um and uh you know so i i think it's not set up well for them they need to they might you know like one crucial injury to to even a role player like kcp or someone like that will really really hurt them so just making sure that they get to the finals intact um not rusty not not uh, worn out because of long series or something like that and then come up against someone like the clippers it's it's a tough call man so it's 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 the clippers for me i'm still not convinced about this decision just because of the just because of how hard it is but i'm just going to stick with it what if what if lou williams needs another strip club fix and has to take montrez harrell with him though during the playoffs <laughs> i don't think they're foolish enough to do that in the playoffs but i think they just they just like oh scrims and oh like we're second seed and like kind of untouchable from top and bottom so I think he took like this calculated risk uh and the vet that he is he he probably knew that he was going to get fined or something like that or maybe he was just relying on someone not to put up put it up on their insta story <laughs> which I think is kind of stupid I I still find it fine they're like well be super careful when you go out of the bubble you know don't go anywhere don't go into hotels don't go into public places mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to go to a strip <laughs> club not the cleanest of places in the best best of times let's go there during the bubble time Yeah I mean obviously like they're not listening to shit right like you give them rules and they're like mm, yeah whatever and then as soon as they're out of the bubble they're probably doing whatever they went out there to do and uh knowing Lou Williams and the amount he likes to party and stuff I'm not surprised by it at all like a lot of people like how the hell could he go to a strip club for me it was more like oh yeah of course he went to a strip club <laughs> we just have proof of it now earlier otherwise <laughs> it would just be speculation but i mean uh, all things aside dude like williams and montrez harrell and pat bev and pg and kuai and a uh, bunch of other people who are actually good 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 role players i mean it's a tough it's a tall order for them to um come up against the lakers and from what we saw in the regular season as well right like pat beverly just uh, pulling a lance stevenson on lebron james and just hounding him and irritating him i think that's going to come to the fore i can totally see a lot of uh texts and a lot of like uh, uh get out of this game right now sort of situations come up it's going to be a pretty bloody series pretty heated series battle of la battle of la exactly. yeah yeah all of that narrative as well so uh yeah i mean if for nothing else i just want to pick someone different from you how about that <laughs> so i'm going to go with the clippers and uh, they are going to be fun. my western conference champions all right but all right cool sounds good Um so now next we go to the east where I've got the Bucks against the Celtics and you've got the Bucks against the Raptors. For me, I think this is actually going to be an easier game for the Bucks in the Miami matchup and that's the one I'm actually more worried about and if they get through that, I feel the Bucks will just be supercharged to like easily take through the Eastern Conference Finals and go finally to the NBA Finals and take what they I'm sure feel is their rightful throne as the champions. But I still think it's going to end up being a great series. Uh during the regular season again they split their games they went one and one. I think Bledsoe is actually going to be super important in this series as well. Uh because he has to be able to stop Kemba and he finally has to get at least the slump that he had last uh, playoffs. He has to get that out. So I think a lot of how the Bucks are able to do uh, in the entire playoffs uh, and also against the Celtics is going to be dependent on how well Bledsoe is playing. But I still predict Bucks win this in 6 games. Six games. I can't believe you're just pulling these baller moves and 
taking a call on hamik hey, if it if it works it'll make me seem like a like a freaking champion and if it doesn't work then i'll be like hey you know what it was just too hard to do you know i'm But not keeping a, i'm not keeping a tab on your game count so by the way if it doesn't work i'm not even going to bring it up because i don't remember i wouldn't remember so i think you can just like swing both ways then and then clearly you can remind me if it does work out and be like hey i'm a prophet exactly <laughs> great job dude all right so you have the bucks i mean no surprise there i think I, i'm actually feeling a little better about having raptors in there uh the celtics versus raptors was a was a coin coin flip for me but i think the bucks against the raptors it's actually going to make it more challenging for the bucks here right the raptors the way they they set up defensively they try to close down those uh drive in lanes uh, uh, something that yanis particularly tries to harness a lot whenever uh, he's playing an opposing team right they try to stretch out the floor open those driving lanes and then yanis just like does his one and a half step from the perimeter straight like monster jam into the net so uh the the raptors actually do a pretty good job at closing that out they they do a great job of uh, uh second half defensively so like double teaming someone who can potentially drive in or something like that so they are actually going to pose a bigger challenge to the bucks than the celtics i feel like um uh this is this 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 shouldn't be as tough as it is in my head uh, it should be an auto bucks uh, sort of pick here uh, again one thing that we're discounting is that whatever we've seen from yanis and team has been um a regular season performance and you give them a three month break and then ask them to play eight regular season games and then go into a playoff push mode which we know all these players do so they they just elevate their game um and and their fitness levels and everything when it comes to the playoffs so if everything falls into the place for bucks that playoff push bucks look is going to be pretty deadly right so um I, i'm still going to give it to the bucks uh but i think it's going to be a much 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 closer series and I still think there's like a 10 20% chance that the Raptors do take it from the Bucks but uh, I I I, th- I still think the Bucks are overwhelming favorites for this win. All right so you have the you have one half of our storied Clippers versus Raptors uh championship game. I want, the other. <laughs> I want to I want to make it happen uh but I just don't see the Raptors first beating the Magic then beating the Celtics and then beating the Bucks. If they beat the Bucks I think they're going to win it all. because the confidence levels are just going to be sky high and the whole like anti kawai thing even though their friends just the narrative of it um uh, i i how about i just put this up as like my pseudo pick that if like an if statement like if the bucks <laughs> if the bucks lose to the raptors and the raptors goes through go go through the finals then i think uh, the raptors versus clippers is going to be pretty juicy series and i'll pick the raptors then happily But as of Makes right sense. now, as of right now, it's the Bucks going through. So for me, the NBA playoffs are going to be between the LA Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks, and your pick are the LA Lakers and the Milwaukee Bucks. There we go. That's our finals matchup. All right, that's awesome, man. Uh, this 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 has been a pretty harassing yet exciting journey for me to try and predict these uh, winners. And uh, just to recap, so. Nishtha and I just because we're doing this way 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 in advance you guys can fill out your brackets till the July 30th and what we're also going to be doing in our next episode which we're going to uh which we're going to release on the July 30th is that we're going to allow ourselves each one pick per round per conference to sort of uh, switch things out because there's 
there even at the time of recording there's still not cla- there's still not enough clarity in terms of who exactly is playing when are they coming back how are they feeling what are they looking like and stuff so uh just before the season restart we're going to allow each other one pick per per round per conference to switch things out and then the knock on effects happen as they happen and uh yeah essentially that's it why don't you guys come play the airtime bracket with us as well again Google form link in the description below. You can click it, fill out your picks starting from the first eight seeds all the way till all the way through to the finals. You get one point correct for the first round, two points correct for the second round, four for the fi- conference finals, eight for picking the correct uh, uh, correct teams in the championship, and then sixteen points for picking the winner. And the winner gets uh, a year supply of NBA TV on us. And we will catch you guys next episode where we are going to be discussing who we think is going to take it all, win the NBA championship. And we're also going to be discussing uh, those revisions that we're going to make, our one pick each for each round. So catch you guys then and hope you guys stay safe and healthy and can't wait for the season to come back. It's getting close, Nishrit. Yes, it is. Super excited. Super, super excited. All right. <laughs> catch you guys next episode. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.